0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Occult 45 podcast. I am Evan D. coming at you live and direct from Washington, D.C. Again, we are still on the road for work. Um, Not back in Florida yet. Uh, We're we're hovering right around 2,000 listeners, everybody. Thank you very much. All my listeners who are uh, returning or joining us for the first time, welcome to Occult 45. Um, Tonight with me uh, on episode number 18 we have Amanda Ray. She's, uh, you know, very shares a very similar story to my own. Um, she's a, into, a psychedelic integration coach working with a uh, retreat in uh, began retreat in Mexico. Uh, cosmic soul guide on TikTok and creator of HarmonyIam.com, teaching people to embrace who they were, they were always meant to be. Welcome. Yes,
1: amen. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I love to hear that our stories are similar because it's definitely that's been the beauty of TikTok um, is finding other people with similar experiences, because that's, of course, the most difficult thing is when you have that unique journey is getting through that, that judgment and stuff that that self-criticism. So I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Thanks for coming on a 45. Welcome to the show. Uh, episode number 18 tonight um yeah i first heard you on uh brandon thomas's uh, expanding reality and right right when i heard that i think i was on like a long drive to like st louis or something and right when i heard that episode i was like i have got to reach out to her because our story is like identical so yeah yeah um but yeah let's just start off you know uh, tell me and the listeners a little bit about you and Mm -hmm. uh what you do and where we can find you at
1: Absolutely. So yeah, my name is Amanda Ray. Um, I definitely, my biggest platform is TikTok. I'm working on expanding it. Uh, However, social media is still a little bit difficult for me, but I so appreciate the amount of followers I was very surprised to get. Um, Essentially, I went on TikTok just to share my very unique experience because I, I just knew it was time and with where we're headed and the ways that, um, especially with psychedelics, you know, just it's changing, you know, and, and medicine in general. So, um, yeah, so I was super surprised and appreciative that I, you know, I got as many followers as I have and continued to grow. And um, so, I, like you said, I am a psychedelic integration coach. Uh, I specialize in alternative recovery. However, um, I've, I help people integrate tons of things, trauma, sexual trauma kundalini awakening and experiences. I do work with um, a beautiful resort called Ibogaine Riviera Maya in Mexico. And so they send me um, a lot of their their clients for aftercare, but I do also work with some people who can't necessarily afford an experience as extravagant as Ibogaine because there are so many different medicines that, you know, are all amazing for different reasons and purposes. So kind of like just depending on really what your goal is with them. Um, So I've been coaching for a while. I really tried to, because honestly, like, so my background is, is very much so like in energy healing, breath work and meditation, which are the tools that I use for my psychedelic integration coaching. Right. So I was doing a lot of like mixed coaching, if you will, but the, the reoccurring theme and pattern was people who were coming to me after these psychedelic experiences or, you know, currently in recovery looking to have um, these psychedelic experiences. And finally, I remember like I was laying in bed too one night and it was my, I get visited quite often um, from just like, you know, higher beings in that in-between state and came to me Same and we like, You know? Yep. Yep. So they, they, and it just like blasted wide open. It was like psychedelic integration. Like that's what you're going to call it. That's what you do. Like that's your niche. And I was like, okay. And it helped so much narrowing that focus uh, because that really is my passion, you know, as being able to help people, especially, you know, with alternative recovery and people who are coming from an addiction background, like myself, I was addicted to heroin for eight years, but that was honestly tip of the iceberg that was the last straw last thing that happened you know it was a lifetime of PTSD and depression and anxiety and and just for me traditional recovery didn't work as no matter how hard I tried you know and I did really really try and I would do well for a period of time but I knew consciously that there were traumas that I was locked out of in my mind and Um, you know, no therapist was able to give me any sort of really tangible advice on how to be able to face those things and unlock my mind. Um, until I discovered Ibogaine, which is, uh, which was eight years ago. Now I had my, my first psychedelic experience, um, with Ibogaine and have been, you know, blessed to work with different medicine, women's and different medicines and, and medicine men and, and, um. Yeah. And really have experienced enough to be able to kind of help guide people through their experiences and figuring out how to take these like self-induced ego deaths, essentially, and um, move forward, like who to be next, you know?
0: Wow, so much there. So many, (laughs) so many good things to cover. Um, Yeah, actually, that's one thing I have in my notes here is the self-administered ego death. Um, Yeah. I was going to talk about that later, but we can get into that now. Okay. Um, you know, that's one thing like, um, before I go into the DMT space, I get very, very worked up, very nervous, you know, cause, mm-hmm. cause my brain knows what's about to happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're about to self administer an ego death <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. kind of getting more comfortable with it now, but still you're never really, cause you don't know what's, what's going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, um, the kundalini experience—that's a—that's a one thing I really wanted to hit on too, because that's mm-hmm. that's kind of when I was laying in bed. This was like maybe six months before I got clean, so I've been clean for th- um, like three and a half years now. Okay, um, congratulations. So, thank you. And um, so I was laying in bed, just asking to get clean, you know, and mm-hmm. I put on some kundalini like meditation music yeah. on YouTube, yep. and it was like probably like three a two or three a.m. And Mm -hmm. I I didn't even mean for my Kundalini awakening to happen. It just happened. And I started vibrating off the bed and I was like, (laughs) it was really, really freaky. And then I just opened my eyes and it stopped. And then that's kind of what kicked all this off. And then six months later, I'm in Mexico doing Ibogaine and five MEO DMT. Yes. And here we are.
1: (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much. Because mine was spontaneous as well. And mine was after my Ibogaine experience. Right. But, um, I, you know, had this began experience that woke me up to like, you're, you know, I'm, I'm not from here and I have a purpose and I have this mission and, and, you know, was like, okay, what the fuck do I do with this? Like, I have no idea. And, but I did the same thing. I went on YouTube and I don't know why it like piqued my interest, but I started playing Kundalini music all the time. I had no idea what I was asking for, you know what I mean? I had no idea. Um, you know, and, it, and and fortunately I didn't. I think that's a good thing because when I started to do research about the kundalini experience afterwards, after I had this like really intense, intense um, awakening, everything was terrifying, right? Like, which is a part of the reason why I, I, I like to speak about it so much because um, – it's obviously something in all, you know, conspiritualism like where it, that, like, you know, they don't want you to seek this out or to ask for it because they tell you, you know, you're going to lose your mind and you do go into a sort of psychosis, but only in the sense that like, none of this is real anyways. And you're waking up to, you know what I mean? And so, you know, obviously you're going to look and feel crazy, but you know, you're not, you know? So um, yeah. So that is definitely uh then uh, another, I mean, that was also really another self-induced ego death. And and I love talking about it with people because it's happening more and more like it did for us spontaneously. And I think so many people can have a hard time wrapping their minds around that. I don't know if you've run into this, but, um, you know, it's like I was not welcome in the addiction community or recovery community because my path was through psychedelics. And then I've like not been allowed in the spiritual community. Because my path to through spirituality was through addiction, right? And and I've had so many people that have been practicing kundalini yoga and different things for so many years, trying to obtain this experience. So for them to hear that it just happened to me spontaneously, they like refuse. They're like, Nope, that didn't happen. You're in spiritual psychosis, you know, you don't know what you're talking about.
0: A little bit of a little bit of jealousy going on there. Yeah, a little bit. Just a
1: little bit. A little bit.
0: Wow. Um yeah, I mean I could see how that would be annoying. Somebody like that uh Terrence McKenna quote, you know, I mean Mm -hmm. the fairy's only five cents, you know, why are you gonna try to go you know? Yeah, one hundred percent. Just take the quicker route. I mean um it worked for us and work working it's working for a lot of other people. Um Mm -hmm. beautiful stuff. It definitely unlocks your mind to be who you're supposed to be you know that's that's what i took home from mexico and i just Mm -hmm. uh i I do wish i had somebody like you to talk to though like right after because i mean i was high for like months you know Mm -hmm. after i smoked the 5 meo right after the ibogaine i mean that just like totally changed my life Mm -hmm. and and um i talking to people was kind of weird because i was like (laughs) touched by the other side and now it's like shit like the guy I'm talking to doesn't know about it like yeah. but I know about this like other thing that like mm-hmm. the other you know it's it's just r- really awesome
1: <laughs> absolutely yeah thank you for saying that that's why I actually started doing what I'm doing because um after my experience which especially like I said was eight years ago so it was still very like not well known at all um and I had nobody to talk to. And the retreat that I, that I personally went to, uh, which was called clear sky. And it was great. Like it, they, it did exactly what they were supposed to do. Everybody was very nice. Um, but essentially it works how most retreats work where you go for a week, you get your one giant flood dose and they send you on your way. They told me to have like a plan for after, but never an idea of what that even meant. You know,
0: that's kind of the same story I got to
1: yeah, Yep. Yeah, exa- and that is, and that's how most places work, which is why the, you know, and I'm not going to do shameless plug, but essentially I picked the retreat that I work with. I picked them because it's very obvious that the owners actually use the medicine, you know? Um, so they structure their treatment in a way different way. Um, and so, and, th- and they're the only treatment center I've come across that actually include three aftercare sessions in the price because of how important that is. And so essentially after my experience, I'm not gonna lie. I got high twice. Try and it was. I didn't even really get like high, but I tried to get high twice, trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, just because I didn't know what the fuck to do next. Like I was just a junkie for eight years, a felon, a, like just I, I, you know, I lived on the street. So who? What am I supposed to do with this? You know, and and it was very. It was it was something I needed. Because after I did try those two times, it it wasn't the same thing. It was like, I felt gross and I didn't feel high at all. I just was like pissed at myself. And it it allowed me to really be like, okay, you have two options right now. Like you could take yourself out, which you don't want to do that. Or you can try, you know? So I decided in that moment that I was going to learn as many things as I could learn to be who I didn't have after my
0: experience that is amazing um thank you yeah it definitely would have helped right (laughs) like uh those following months you know I kind of had to teach myself and um Mm -hmm. you know I'm not mad at the place that they that they didn't really like help me with that like I mean I didn't really know about where I was going to go from there so um but yeah um experience began. I went to Rosarito Mexico it's like an hour south of Tijuana and it was just like a meant to be experience. Everyone was really awesome. And, um, but I'd like to go, uh, I'd like to go back and, uh, try it again. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have to go, uh, link up with a place that, uh, you work with. Yeah. Y'all let me know. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so what, um, what was the biggest thing for you, like after, after your IBGAN experience? Like, um, just kind of like learning to live a normal life again and stuff Mm. like stuff like that uh what was it like for you
1: so I said at first I definitely really struggled trying to figure out who I was supposed to be um but once I really did surrender to that process um Everything. So for me, it started with, uh, I was very fortunate up until this point, I had went to um, some holistic treatment centers that incorporated things like meditation and breath work and stuff. And, and I remembered at one of them specifically, they put you on this machine and they could measure like your brainwave frequencies. And And I was told by the guy doing it afterwards, he was like, oh my God, you've meditated in a past life. Like you're a natural, you went like right into whatever the Delta state or whatever state. So that was, I was like, okay, I guess that's where we start, you know? And so I started, um, meditating every day. Uh, and that actually is, was pretty funny. Kind of quickly turned into its own addiction because I really was that good at it. And so I could have been in the astrals, man, like eight hours a day. I was like, still fuck this place. Um, it was definitely interesting. Like you had mentioned talking to people. Um, I had a persona again that I I was, you know, I, I knew already consciously that this bad girl persona that was like, so if anybody bought it, I don't even know because I'm like, it's like the furthest thing from who I really am. Um, but it made me feel safe. Right. Like I created that persona because I felt like if anybody knew how much of a marshmallow I was, I'd be taken for granted and taken advantage of and hurt. So it was difficult to have to relearn relationships. And and so I think, you know, recovery of any kind, changing the environment and your relationships are going to be crucial. So that was definitely difficult. Um, But what I ended up finding is Uh, people liked me so much more and I had so much better friends, you know, finding new things to do. I really loved to go out dancing and I was always like the weirdo because I wasn't drinking and I wasn't like in club, like, you know, other girls are like in black cocktail dresses and high heels and I'm in like combat boots and shorts and a crop top. Like I'm here to dance, you know? And so that I found like that it was my church. Um, and, uh, Yeah. So really, it was like, you know, just it it, it all became like that that inner child really was awakened once I was able to rather than be afraid of, oh, my God, who the fuck am I going to be? It's who am I going to be like, who do I want to be? And once I made that switch, it was definitely a lot easier to start transitioning.
0: Yeah, it's cool. It's cool getting back the things that you were missing out on, you know? Um, Yes. Like, um, but the, the church kind of thing, you know, uh, I found, uh, these live, these live reggae shows that I go to, uh, this music is like very, it's got something very tribal and like ancestral about it Mm -hmm. and connecting with everybody in the crowd and just, uh, getting back to music, which I missed so much during, during my addiction. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just, uh, connected with the bass and just started, started really playing music again, you know? Mm hmm so it's just cool getting back those things that you just threw away. Totally. And it they were they were still there waiting for you. You just had to go figure some stuff out, you know?
1: Right, right. Now you get to really be in them. You know, it's yes. like I feel like once Ibegan clears away all this dust and cobwebs and trauma and things that blocked you from being able to be present with any of the things, anyways you enjoy things to a whole new level of enjoyment. You're not just like there experiencing it. You're like in your body experiencing it. Wait, I mean, and with every new high comes new lows, you also can experience, you know, lows in a much different fashion. But all of a sudden you'll notice in the lows, you have the ability to sit with it and to work through it. And you know, you know, this too shall pass in a way that you weren't able to prior to the Iba game.
0: Awesome. Yeah. It's a powerful, powerful medicine. I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. I, I had one session with it, you know, and I, Mm -hmm. I just, I kinda, I kinda like, can't even believe that like the pre abigain like me was like, even like a thing, you know, it's like hard for me to like, even like totally believe that that was happening, you know? Totally.
1: People keep asking me because like, uh, so I'm a four time convicted felon. Like, so I, and I, so I've done 28 months, uh, between jails and prisons and, and part of me kind of wants to get them off on my record because I know I could, but the other part of me just said this the other day. I was like, this is like the only tangible proof that I have that I was actually this person once upon a time, because even people meeting me, it's so hard for them to believe it. I mean, and I get it. Like I said, if I didn't have the memories in my head, I would. It.
0: Yeah. 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 It's strange. Um, it's so strange. It's weird. Um. So I got to ask, uh, the, when you experienced Ibogaine, um, did you have any kind of like interdimensional beings, uh, Mm. contacting you or anything like that?
1: Most definitely. Yeah. I, um, so the, the things that I remember, like, so I definitely, and, and most people that I work with too can relate that there is, there's, you get guides, guides of some kind. My guides typically show up for me, um, as animals. In this case, there were animals. My grandma was my strongest guide, and I believe that was because it was what I felt the safest with. Um, I definitely remember there being um interstellar beings, which I didn't think I necessarily was aware of. It's not like they announced themselves as that to me. Um, because especially like in the space that I was in, I don't know if I would have been able to wrap my mind around it, but light beings, right? Like just like beings of light that I, I then came to understand. Um, yeah. were like my interdimensional guides. Um, I definitely remember timeline hopping around. Um, so like one thing I remember very vividly was going to my own funeral because I, like heroin used for me was just a death wish. Very honestly, the first time I used it was, like pretty much a suicide attempt. I had just lost two people that I love very dearly in a car accident the day before and happened to run into a friend who had it. And I being an asshole at the time lied and was like, Oh yeah, I've done this before. Uh, so that they'd give it to me. And I really was like, either this is going to kill me, which is what I wanted, or it's just going to get me really high. And I'm like, cool either way, you know? So they showed me my own funeral and, and, um, and really, I, I got to revisit a lot of different losses that I had had, because at that point in my life, grief and loss and death was the thing that I had the hardest time wrestling with. And so the biggest thing that I remember taking from it was like losing all fear of, of death and dying. And um, and like I said, and really knowing that like I was here to serve a purpose. They didn't make it clear necessarily what that purpose was or anything at the time, but um, but yeah, just that, like, I was here on a mission and then also kind of, because, t- you know, I literally, it was like, I couldn't kill myself if I tried and I'd be like, what the fuck, man? Like, you know, I'd be so mad when, when it wouldn't work out. And, and so then them showing me essentially how hard they had to work to keep me alive in all of these different <laughs> instances. So they're like, you know, if you could like hold up your rent of the bargain now, <laughs> which is like kind of our deal going forward that I would like be a little bit more cautious <laughs> in life. <laughs>
0: wow that's funny yeah i definitely yeah. had a lot a lot of animals through my experience too yeah. um but yeah that was the first night you know march 19th of 2019 that was the mm-hmm. night and um that full moon that night actually was the native american um full moon of new beginnings too mm. so it was just it was just crazy but uh that's the first night that i uh experienced like an interdimensional being
1: mm-hmm. and
0: um di- a lot, a lot different from like the beings that I've contacted through DMT. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, uh, it was kind of like a Mayan-looking, like made of like rocks kind of guy, and he oh, was, wow. yeah, and he was just drawing all my bad memories and just like erasing it from my head. It was just yes. so special, and yes, it just is. Great. yeah, I got episodes about it if uh, you guys wanna wanna hear about that. that it's, mm-hmm. It was just, just a all night thing you know from the time Mm -hmm. the sun went pretty much like the sun went down until it came up it was like the whole night that i Mm. was going through all this you know
1: yeah yeah i metabolized mine really quickly for some reason they 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 were well, and I also, I, I don't, I, I don't know why I'm just built like this, but like they had to give me an Ibogaine dose for like a man twice my size or something like that. They were like, what in the world? And I was like, I'm telling you just like that like, <laughs> this is the story of my life with this stuff, which is so funny. Cause now I'm actually so sensitive. Everything I do is like on a microdose level. Like <laughs> the last time I sat with the medicine, it was Bufo or the, the five MAOI DMT. It was Bufo in San Pedro. And um, I actually hopped dimensions to the upside down, which is what I like to call it now. I've called it hell before, but I don't like that. I, like now once like, like stranger things came out and the upside down, I was like, that's it. Let's call it that, it's the upside down. So that was the last time I've done like an actual trip trip because I like really have to create that sacred container because I just get like crazy things.
0: Yeah, yeah, the it definitely plugged me into something. Uh, I don't know if I would have been experiencing um, the things that I've experienced since then. If I mm-hmm. didn't, if I didn't go do what I did, I just feel like I get like a sense of like, that's what it is. Like it somehow mm-hmm. like turned my beacon on. Like, absolutely. You know, it, it's just yeah. so wild.
1: Well, cause believing is seeing, you know? So it's like, yeah. Like, you know, we see the, and therefore we believe, but but we can't see things that we don't necessarily believe. That's the biggest part of it. So I would agree. I would say prior to those experiences, I wouldn't have believed it, even if somebody told me, it, you know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, and it just, like, I, like you said, I think the beacon being turned on is definitely the best way to put it. And now it's like, because now I'm open to all of these kinds of experiences and can hold space for them. I mean, the crazy... Experiences are endless. I mean, they continue to blow my mind. You know what I mean? And 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 like you said too, before you go into DMT, like no matter how prepared you want to think you are, you're never, you know what I mean? It's all like if they like to surprise you.
0: Yeah, and you know, they're they're very friendly. It's just sometimes too friendly, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's
0: just like wow, just overwhelming, you know?
1: Absolutely.
0: i mean just profound stuff it's just totally uh, um but yeah going back to the the too much of a dose thing actually yep. one uh one of the guys who was in the same house that i had my ibogaine experience him and his wife were in the other two rooms mm. and um he they gave him too much i guess and mm. uh because he was like no i'm not feeling it like i want more and they were like pretty uh pretty deep in addiction too he actually had one arm from his addiction he had to oh, get wow. a get uh, an arm cut off yeah so uh, but yeah so he he ended up taking a lot and he couldn't walk for like two days because you know oh boy. how it yeah, like yeah. strains your like circulatory system of course because i couldn't i couldn't really walk that great either like uh the morning after you know
1: yeah yeah I, I was gonna say were you coming off of something that was physically addicting as well because it's so different for
0: yeah, I was uh, I was on fentanyl and uh, heroin. Okay, so, okay I, just was, I just was checking. Yeah, yeah, but I had already been clean for like a week before I went there.
1: Okay, So okay.
0: I didn't have any of that in my system really. Gotcha, but, um, gotcha. I know people who are going through the withdrawals and go do mm-hmm. the Ibogaine. It totally like removes the withdrawal symptoms, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. So that's the thing that I tried to... So it does... But as you know, you still feel weird. You know, like I've definitely had people that have gotten like upset because they're like, I still feel like uncomfortable. And I was like, well, your nervous system was just activated for like the first time in how long, you know? So if you're slowly getting off of a medication, your nervous system is slowly coming back online. So, you know, like you, you feel uncomfortable and sick, but with this, all of the sickness is gone, but your nervous system is like juice, like jolted. So like you said, it's like, you can't walk, like you're like exhausted. But at the same time, your nervous system is like, ah, but I want to run a marathon, you know, like at the same time.
0: Yeah, for sure. Definitely had a lot of energy for like, I mean, I still got energy, but I mean, it's like those, those following few months, I was just like, so energized like Mm -hmm. battery full you know yep (laughs) yeah
1: yeah it's been really cool um to work with people who aren't using it to get off of anything physically addictive um you know, cause I, I work with people who use it for executive burnout or for spiritual experiences. And that's a, again, I like my retreat because they offer different lengths of stay depending on what you're going for. And so, you know, I've had some older clients who are like in their fifties and sixties even, and like, bravo to them. Cause it's like their first psychedelic experience they've ever had. Um, and they're like, I feel like I'm 20 years old again, you know, like, and, and, you know, they're just like, you know they don't have to go through that same kind of physical transition, if you will. Um, they're just like right up and at Adam, like ready to take on the world.
0: It's amazing, change, yeah. change, changing lives everywhere. You know,
1: absolutely. Can't wait for, uh, yeah. I'm just, can't, I'm just so excited for it to get all of the recognition it deserves.
0: For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, it's sad that it's, um, you know. it's illegal because it heals you Mm -hmm. and um and you know even i i heard you talking about uh even like some physical ailments it can it can like Mm. basically eliminate
1: yep yep Uh, yep i've had that happen um we especially uh especially if you talk to the guys that i i work with the owners they've seen it help um infertility um i've worked with clients who were literally only prescribed to an opiate. And like, so they weren't addicted because they wanted to be, it was literally from like pain from an injury or from whatever the thing, you know, was. And so they went there and, you know, got off of the opiates, but also, you know, eliminated their pain, maybe not always to a hundred percent. Some, cause it kind of depends on what the pain was from. Right. So if you've got, like, an injury from, like, work, right, like, you're going to be able to get your pain to be minimal, very tolerable, where you can, like, take aspirin, right? If it's just literally, you know, like, and a lot of people are experiencing phantom illnesses and pains right now from this ascension process where the doctors can't even, you know, figure out what it is um, that are just actually energetic blocks and traumas, you know, those people can experience, like, a, a 100% recovery because they finally are eliminating and facing and healing the thing that's trapped inside of them, causing the pain or the illness.
0: They just got to puke out that black goo. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: You know, uh, yeah. Clear those negative blockage blockages. Um, which is, uh, kind of interested to see how that goes with ayahuasca. I'm planning on trying that, uh, pretty soon in the near future.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Nice. Love that. Yep. That's, um, that one I, I have not done as well. And I'm definitely very excited. It's literally the last one I haven't done. And I know that it's by design that I haven't because I, one of my really good friends and mentors actually serves it and it's just keeps not aligning, but I know that it's going to. Um, and I, I mean, I, I know a ton about it and I've worked with lots of people who have done it. Um, and I'm, so I'm super curious to see what I feel like is the difference, you know, between the two. The one thing I will say about ayahuasca is that, um, it's definitely if you don't follow a protocol as far as like a cleanse or a diet, um, You know, for the weeks leading up to it, make sure that you use combo, which um, if you're not familiar, is a frog venom that will detoxify your body. So because from what I've heard from everybody, if you don't follow like a detox protocol or use combo, what happens is the first session with ayahuasca the medicine is spending all of this time detoxing you. Right. Um, And then, so you don't really get the breakthrough to the end. Whereas if you do either some sort of, like I said, detox protocol leading up to it or use the combo, that's how you're going to like maximize that experience and actually have that, like, you know, that interaction that you're looking for.
0: Yeah. I'd be interested to try that too. Uh, mm-hmm. said they, uh, they like burn, burn the skin and wipe yep. the wipe the poison in there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I want to, I definitely want to experience that. Um, I know you get real, real sick.
1: Yeah. It's totally worth it though. It's not psychoactive, but you will feel differently afterwards. Like very calm. It feels like you dropped a million pounds. Combo is one of my favorite things. I try to do it twice a year, just even for, health benefits every time. That's actually how I started TikTok was I had a combo session and the medicine spoke to me and was like, you need to start sharing your story, like get the fuck over yourself. So I like next day was like, okay. And I just like pretended like I was talking to myself and nobody's ever going to see this. And, um, so, and that's actually how I, how I started it. And so I've always had huge shifts in my life and in my energy after doing it. Um, it's it's 20 minutes of being uncomfortable but it's honestly not that bad like you feel tingling and warmth all over and it's almost like you can feel the medicine scanning your body and it's going through and it starts to collect like all of this density and moves it into your stomach for you to purge so um yeah. So especially they'll start you off usually with just like three to see how your body reacts. Oh, I keep on pulling my headphones out. But um, it's really it, it does make you sick, but it's not it's not that bad. It's it's so worth it. Yeah.
0: Definitely uh, sound. It sounds and looks like a great uh, cleanse.
1: Yeah, it's definitely definitely be- immune boosting.
0: Right. Right. That's a, I was just yeah. going to just going to say that you're uh, supposed to boost your immune system big time.
1: Yep. I've had lots of people, um, including my friend that is a practitioner, heal their autoimmune disorders with it. Actually, things like Lyme she had. I forget what she had, but her. I mean, she was like in stage four liver cirrhosis. Like they said she wasn't going to make it. And and so that's what's really especially, you know, I love um, referring people to combo who are maybe a little bit more afraid of the psychedelic aspect, like, you know. I'm sure you've heard like lots of people are like, Oh, my mind's a scary place. Why would I want to go there? And it's like, well, that's exactly why you want to go because it's not that scary and you're going to be pleasantly surprised. But um, yeah. So like I said, combo is um, especially in this day and age with everybody with the vaccines and the illnesses and the stuff. Um, Yeah. That's why they they call it the vaccine of the Amazon.
0: Wow. I Mm -hmm. I may have heard that, but I don't, I don't know if I have, Mm -hmm. that's, Mm -hmm. that's really cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow. The good
0: one. The vax of the Amazon. Wow. <laughs> um So yeah. Uh trying to think where to go with this. I mean, mm-hmm. I um Oh, um the going back to like within the Abigan experience. Um mm-hmm. so like deceased relatives and stuff. Uh I had two show up in my experience. Mm. And um have you have you had anything like that happen or have you heard of things like this happening with people you work with?
1: Yeah, totally. So I, um, like I said, I, my grandma came to me. Um, I've had some people that I work with all over the spectrum. Um, you know, and, and, and so, <laughs> cause I've definitely, I've had people get angry, when they didn't experience loved ones that have passed you know and like I I try to tell everybody before they go into this experience have zero expectations because whatever you expect is the op it's not gonna happen that way you know um so yeah and especially because it depends on what you're dealing with for me grief and loss was part a huge reason why I used so I needed to face that you know um So everybody is definitely going to be a little bit different. And I will say following my Ibogaine experience well, and the Ibogaine experience in general, um, I would say really helped open me up to the fact that I was a medium naturally and that a huge reason why I used was to suppress my gifts from a young age. And I have found this to be true with pretty much everybody that I work with, that um, they're just highly... Sensitive, uh, empathic, clear, audience, clear, cognizant, clairvoyant people, and because our gifts don't show up the way that they do in cinema or in movies, we don't think that that's what's happening, you know, um, because we're working with subtle energy. So once and so that's really what I feel like I, I teach people how, how to do is learn how to like pinpoint what their specific gifts are, where they take in energy, how to be able to read that energy and then use that energy to their advantage rather than letting it cripple them or feeling like they need to numb it out, learning how to like, listen to it and work with it because it shows up for all of us so differently. Some people are going to take in people's emotions. Other people hear people's thoughts and they don't know that they do because it sounds like theirs, you know, Um, you know, intuition. And we're all taught like to, listen and you know and people people will be like listen to your heart and some are like listen to your gut somewhere and we're all supposed to listen to different things right and we all take an energy in different places and so um yeah and and so that's the thing that it really opened me up to now I'm in like constant communications with with loved ones who have passed and and other people's loved ones who have passed and uh yeah so that definitely was like you said beacon on floodgates open like now learn to work with all this shit at one time
0: (laughs) right yeah you know the people the people hearing voices like uh we're just like oh they're schizophrenic give them all Mm -hmm. these pills and lock them in a rubber room you know see Mm -hmm. you they're fucking Mm -hmm. crazy like some cultures like hold those people like at the highest in the village you know
1: yeah that's the shaman yeah right exactly yeah
0: uh, maybe maybe what they're hearing really is is there I believe exactly. that
1: I do too. I do too. I like, um, I actually worked, uh, I love working with kids is like my favorite. I, I it's, it's a difficult field because unfortunately it's, it, people are so underpaid in that field, which is the silliest thing. Cause it's our freaking children. But I, I worked actually at a school with some kids who were diagnosed schizophrenic. And I, I knew I had a very short period of time that I was going to be allowed to work there because I couldn't, not be authentic. And, uh, so I, I taught these kids, I was like, let's, what if we learn how to work? What if we learn how to talk to these voices, to not be afraid of these voices, to, to take our power back and be able to tell them, no, go away. I don't want you here right now. Right. And I turned this group of teenage girls in a matter of three months from the most missed Behave, group girls. Nobody wanted to work on my unit. People quit all the time. To the best behaved girls, just through, like I said, teaching them how to communicate with these voices. I had a, I had a girl who is a mostly nonverbal uh, autistic. She was diagnosed with schizophrenic, and we used to actually communicate pretty much telepathically. Um wow, she yeah, she was she was super cool. Uh, I'd like tell her in my head like to clean up her toys at nighttime. She hated it. She could stay up all night playing if if I'd let her. Um, and I would just sit there and I would like look at her and like speak through my heart inside and be like, put away your toys. And she would just like stare at me, she'd be like, Stop talking in my head.
0: (laughs) What?
1: Sorry, yeah, she was awesome. But yeah, you're totally onto something. Like I said, all of the things that we have labeled as diseases and uh, especially like the mental health stuff, it's all just so misunderstood and, you know, all of it can have, you know, I would say even down to like, I know people that have when, when, when getting diagnosed with cancer, once approaching it from a holistic point of view and treating it as energy and changing their diet, it ended up being one of the best things that ever happened to them because it turned their life around.
0: Right. Right, and uh, getting rid of that fear of dying, too, you know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Having
0: having these experiences kind of, like, solidify that there is something else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is not it, everybody. This is
1: not it.
0: 100%. So, yeah, um, definitely think there is something to that, Um, you know, the whole schizophrenia thing. It's just Mm -hmm. such a strange thing.
1: It really is. I know for sure if I were to go see a psychiatrist now and be very honest about everything that I experienced, I would no doubt in my mind be diagnosed schizophrenic. And, and I've, you know, um, heard a, to another, uh, she's like a YouTuber podcaster, but she, she was talking about how she talked to a psychiatrist and, and kind of tried to ask them, like, what's the difference between, you know, because she channels aliens and all that stuff. And she's like, what's the difference between somebody like me? And somebody's schizophrenic and he was like, honestly, it's just your ability to, to manage your life. So, you know what I mean? Right, and, right. but the only reason somebody like that can't manage your life is because they're so busy thinking that they're broken and exactly. trying to fix themselves, right. you know, where like if, if they were able to learn how to work with these things, they could manage their life if they saw it for what it was.
0: Yeah. Um, I was, I actually went and saw a hypnotist a f- mm. few months ago and it was uh she's like yeah you're not the first person i've talked to about this kind of thing and i because i'm like sitting there telling her like yeah like interdimensional beings like put like a tube into my like chest and shit like that's kind of yeah. I, I was like kind of weirded out telling her that yeah and, and she was just like uh-huh yeah keep going keep going and i was just telling her about these experiences you know mm-hmm. and um yeah i was like she probably thinks i'm fucking nuts <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that's the way to do it though i love um Cause even like, cause I talk to therapists like once a month, just cause I need somebody else to like unload on, but I made sure that they had to be like a transcendental therapist that like also practices hypnosis and is into this stuff. Cause that's at least becoming more and more popular too. Cause there's gotta be a, you know, a bridge between the two. And I mean, like I said, I feel you, I was so scared to talk about my experiences for such a long time until TikTok finally, like, and having other people be like, me too. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Like I can. I can talk about this, you know, and, and I hear you. I had interdimensional beings replace my entire chakra system with crystals. When I, during my grand kundalini experience, I've had like mini episodes and then big episode where I like died and stopped breathing for seven minutes. But before that happened, all my crystal or all my chakras were being replaced by crystals. Yes. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Wow. And I like stopped breathing for seven minutes and came back to my body just dancing and speaking in tongues
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i i've never spoken in tongues but i i've heard them like speak like sounds just like that like they be chattering that shit like into my ears yep 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 it's just so crazy so yeah this we're talking about the same exact thing oh yeah yeah that's wild and um so that's pretty crazy replaced your whole chakra system
1: yeah with crystals and um the last one was my throat chakra and it was actually like a crystal that looked like the earth and they put it down my throat. And that's like how I stopped breathing was because they like suffocated me with it. But like, it, it, it was like, it looked very scary for the people who were there witnessing this. But for me internally, I was being very much so guided, like, you know, sore spirit, God, whatever said, like, you know, okay, you're, you're going to die now. Like it's time for you to let go. But I was like in such trust mode that I was like okay and I like took my last breath and let it all out and that's when um that's when they like put the 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 last one was like the throat like yeah like my throat like I said it was like a big old giant I like they had to like unhinge my jaw uh which like I said was not happening in the reality of other people the people who were there witnessing this I just stopped breathing right but in my reality that's that they like had to like yeah it was yeah this is like not even humanly possible. But, um, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, and then came back into my body about seven minutes later.
0: See, that's, that's interesting. I like talking about the, like the things that are going on there are directly, yes. uh, directly affecting your body here. Cause yep, yep, you know, yep. I've, c- I've come back to my body, you know, I've had them like, um, one time this like weird tool, like inserted in between my front teeth. Mm-hmm. And when I came back to my body, I could taste this like crazy, like alien metallic, like stuff yes. in my mouth. So yes. like, you know. There's something going on there. I don't totally. It's there's not. I just. I feel like it's definitely not just a something your brain is projecting. I feel like there's a lot more to it.
1: A million percent. Nobody could get me to think otherwise. You know, it's like uh, <clears throat> it's. I mean, like I said, I've, I've. There's too many. You know, and and some of these experiences have been completely sober if you will some of them were psychedelic induced I mean I remember for sure so after because after my began experiences when I first started what I started to do one of the first things that I did was a I listened to self-eggio frequencies every night going to sleep on YouTube this was like a promise that I made to myself and have committed to and have done now every night for six years um so I, I put on like an eight hour and a 12 hour one um and I don't even want to say prayer because it's not so much prayer, but it, it's more the invitation, right? So I lay in bed and I just say like, thank you for the day. And um, I'll be like, you know, because that's the thing is our guides too. And I you do know, this
0: exact thing. Do you see? Club, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So because that's what we need to invite them, you know, so I'll be like, thank you for the day. You know, at this time, I'm, I'm open to any DNA activations or upgrades, any healing chambers, like whatever comes to me you know and what started first for me was feeling of like lasers it, it was like like you know like and i was like what the fuck like this wow. is so crazy and then it just progressively got more and more intense and now it's kind of to the point they like know they're invited you know like i don't have to like keep it they're like we get it girl thanks you know i mean and so i'll just give them like a nod at night and so be like thanks do your thing whatever you want to do here
0: yeah it seems like like if i use like psilocybin it seems like they can just like unzip a curtain in the like unzip a hole in in the ether and just kind of like step into the room like it's just so bizarre
1: yeah totally totally (laughs) i've actually had no like dreams um but that's still, it's that that weird dream state where when we where we usually have dreams where we're falling, right? The right when you fall asleep and it's like, uh, like
0: hypnagogic, that would that yeah,
1: be? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that time. I've had dreams now where I've woken up on a starship, like woken up and there's like bright lights and where they're like, whoop,
0: like boop, back to sleep. <laughs> like, that was when I wake
1: up and I'm like, oh shit, I'm bad. And I was like, oh, I almost got you.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah it's like, damn, I almost saw you. Yeah. Oh, I
1: was so close.
0: Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: yeah fun
0: stuff yeah i've had sleep paralysis um Mm. probably three times i think i think all three times were after mexico though Mm, like yeah yeah where i'm just i'm trying to move and i just cannot and i'm trying to yell because it's freaky and i'm but Mm. i'm just like my eyes are looking around but i cannot move you know yep Mm -hmm. i think i've had that three times
1: and you're like supposed to, like supposed to, whatever. But I hear you because that's happened to me before. And I like want to. it's like I'm I'm having a wrestling conversation internally where I'm like, You would just relax. You might be able to like do some cool shit right now, but for whatever reason, I I still can't get past the panic either, where I'm just like, But what if I'm frozen like forever? Like <laughs> <just>
0: <laughs> right.
1: can't get through
0: it. Yeah, maybe next time I'll be able to be a yeah. little more calm. i and try. <laughs> think about this conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah. Uh, so the name of the clinic that you that you work with, uh, can I get that name one more time?
1: Absolutely. So they're called Ibogaine Riviera Maya. Um, yeah, they're located like right outside. Uh, I think it's like actually Tulum. Um, I believe they're opening up another location as well soon. Um, yeah, they're they're kick ass, man. Like I said, they they everything is is done exactly how I would have done it, which is what I was looking for was somebody who clearly wants people to succeed,
0: right yeah awesome i was there uh one year ago actually
1: oh nice okay cool cool. seeing
0: seeing the ruins and stuff
1: yeah yeah
0: swimming in the cenotes that was awesome
1: love that yeah i know one of the things that they do actually uh is they take people to the pyramids um so one of the things that i love about them is that they take people on excursions right because from my experience, I was stuck in a house and granted it was a beautiful house on the beach. And like, it was like, I said, again, not complaining whatsoever, but you know, so many people don't realize that like, you've kind of forgotten how to live for a really long period of time, you know? So, um, so they take you to the beach and to the pyramids and to do stuff and, and, um, you know, and to get the medicine moving and to remind you kind of how to live again, which I think is just, you know, huge, um, so, yeah, I so said they're, they're doing some great work. It's been absolute. And you I mean, obviously, in the same way that we like we are such a family, the owners there too, just like just boom. Like it was like, yes, this is this is what right. I was looking for. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cool.
0: yeah, that's important. Having that um, connection, the the set and setting, you know, the, yeah. But, but oh, the huge. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm definitely going to look into that. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love to go do it again.
1: Yeah, I should be going this fall. Actually. I'm super excited about, um, I have done, uh, I have done iboga since. Um, so, you know, and I'm sure, you know, cause ibogaine is the psychedelic in iboga. So iboga, um, has all of the full alkaloids in it. So I have done iboga since, um, and that's just been beautiful. Amazing. Like I said, I do, I'm very fortunate to work with some, some medicine men and women here in the States as well. Um, but yeah, so I've done iboga since, but I have not done ibogaine, you know. Well, so well,
0: ibogaine is the pure alkaloid, right?
1: Yep. So it's like so it's like, yeah, essentially like if they extracted the ibogaine from the iboga, gotcha. and and so that's so it's like magnified, right? So when I did the iboga, um I didn't trip, you know. Um, you know, even though like so like with the ibogaine, as I'm sure you remember, it is a very internal experience, anyways. It's not like if you do mushrooms or acid where you're like seeing all of this stuff, like, um, you know, it's inside, it wants you to go inside and to like, you know, blast off. So, um, boga it was very similar in that sense that, um, I wasn't tripping. I felt it. Um, like I would like a microdose of psilocybin within my body and nervous system, but it was the connection, like the, it, like, I was just like, just intense, Grief, shame releases were like, because I especially like, I, I love combining. I, li- I like to do microdoses and then I combine it with breath work, which really like knocks it out of the park. So I was doing some breath work with it. And like every round of Wim Hof that I was doing was like another huge release. And I would just like sob and get it all out and then like take a break for like an hour and then do it again and sob and get it all out. And uh yeah, so it's definitely like I said, but I'm excited to do the again. again i'm going to bring a friend with me as well um who i'm really excited to introduce it to so yeah hopefully in the fall is what i'm looking at
0: awesome cool <laughs> well good luck thank you and uh this was a great conversation um yes. I'd, lo- I'd love to chat again in the future
1: please um, absolutely
0: yeah. And, uh, we'll definitely be in touch. And one more time for the listeners, uh, tell us where we can find you all that good stuff and uh, awesome. what you got going on.
1: Yep. So my name is Amanda Ray on TikTok. I am at cosmic soul guide, uh, well, cosmic soul underscore guide. Um, and then you can also find me on Instagram at that same name. Uh, my psychedelic integration coaching company is called harmony. I am, so that's going to be harmony. Um, and yeah, so from there, all of my emails and everything is linked and, um, you know, references to, to the retreat I work with as well.
0: Right on. Well, thank you for being episode number 18 on the occult 45 podcast, Amanda Ray. Uh, we will talk in the future and, uh, all my listeners, thank you for listening and, uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you. Bye.